Hi, my name is Adam Durrell. Welcome to another edition of the Account Experience Podcast. I'm joined here today by Liam Prince. Hi, Liam. How are you doing? Hi, Adam. I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful today. Welcome to the podcast, Liam. Thank Mate, you. You've been a member of the team for a few years now. I'm really dug into the uh, sort of customer success. And I'm really delighted because you brought along a guest today from one of your customers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm here today with Briggs. Um, and we're really excited to talk about their customer experience program. Oh, I'm really excited as well. So I'm here to introduce our guest today yep. uh, on your behalf. And our guest today is Gemma Bello. And Gemma's been with Briggs for quite a long time, I think 18 years, which is quite an experience in that she is the head of customer relations, especially for the key account managers. And also she runs customer experience specialists in England and Wales. Hello, Gemma. Welcome to the Account Experience Podcast. Hello. Good to be here. Thank you. And you work for a company that is about as B2B as it gets, Briggs Equipment. Can you introduce about the, the company and about what it does? Yeah, sure. So um, Briggs Equipment, we're an asset ma management and engineering services. Um, so we, we look after a varied range of fleet equipment. Uh, one of our key strap lines is we put safety first. It's really important to us and we like to keep business moving. So with everything that we do, equipments that we've got out there, 55,000 assets, 600 plus mobile engineers, customer service and experience we deliver is, is really important to us. And you're really keeping the country going, aren't you? Yes. Well, what would you do without Sportlift truck moving every every lorry that you see on the motorway. It's it's been loaded. It's probably been loaded up by a, a forklift truck or or some machine that we maintain and support. So I mean that's pretty important, right? Getting all of that infrastructure moving means that you've. I'm guessing here you've got to deliver on time and you know get the right equipment to the right people. So I'm guessing customer experience is a pretty important part of what you guys do. Definitely. We, we we have to put the customer at the heart of what we do with without their equipment running without clear lines of communication and repair updates service scheduling you know we it's the customers are affected we, we have to keep their operation moving yeah absolutely i think you know you really captured it there by just saying you know they're at the heart of everything you do and making sure that we're capturing their feedback and 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 that's everything that we've been doing together over the, the recent times since we met, I think, in November or December last year, I think it was, Gemma, wasn't it? Yeah, it's really important to us, and, and that's, that's how my role has come about. I've, I've been at Briggs for, for 18 years this year, but the, the management of our customer experience specialist is a brand new role that started in October last year, and that was really brought in and invested upon to get a feel of what our customers are feeling, what what are they saying about us, where can we improve? And that's why it's really important to us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I took over the Briggs account myself before you were really involved. Um, and there was a bit of a struggle there, I'd say, to get much traction and get much from anyone within Briggs. There was maybe a lack of ownership of the program itself. Um, and then there was a bit of a company restructure, I believe, towards the end of 2020. And that saw you move towards this customer experience role, 
You've got a team underneath you to work with that are in the platform every day. Um, so, so was that a big outcome from that restructure in 2020 to really put some focus back into customer gauge? Like I say, you've been with us for five years or so before then anyway. Um, and really, we've seen a massive shift in focus from Briggs in, in the last eight or nine months, I'd say. Without a doubt, we've, you know, on, on the back of reflecting throughout COVID and the, the pandemic, you, you do take a, a look at, at yourselves and you realise, you know, where, what, what, what does, what, what do we want to change? What, where can we improve? And it's, it's quite proud, really, the fact that Briggs Equipment have invested in such a role where we care about the customer's experience and to invest in, in a team that can dedicate that time to the MPS surveys, to delivering the feedback to our internal colleagues within Briggs. And not only that, to, to look at continuous improvement of where we can start to fix root causes that keep reoccurring. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've done, done a fantastic job of getting you guys up to, to date with how to use the platform and you know everyone in the team has put in a lot of effort to clean up your data and make sure that we're following up you know not just with those detractors but actually with with all of your respondents as well whether that be just a, a quick thank you note to some of the promoters or even 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 more than that as well so you guys split the roles and response to responsibilities into cells um so you have a customer experience specialist in each different cell, is that correct? Yeah, so we, we structure into regions, so north, east, south and west, and we have some specialist cells as well that look after bespoke equipment. So it really gives the, um, the customer experience specialist an opportunity to build strong relationships within those regions, and that could be from the planners, dispatching engineers, right through to the engineers that are on the front line, you know, fixing and servicing our customers' yeah. equipment. So, Gemma, was there, was there an impetus that made a change in your programme? Get it from the outside, and it looks like you went through a big uptick in the, in, in the things that you were doing. Was, was that COVID-related, or was there a management impetus? Can you give us some colour on that? I think it's I think the pandemic played a, a big part and, and the fact that you know we've had a strategy within within Briggs equipment where we, we've got to focus on the customers. You know, when when I've listened to other podcasts and everybody talks about numbers and revenue and profit, but really if you get it right with your customers and they're happy, then guess what? They're gonna stay with a company that they they're getting the service and support from. So retention is, is key to us. And I think tying MPS with retention is what will keep, you know, our customers going and us, you know, without customers, we, we wouldn't operate. And, and did you see that as you went through the pandemic that, you know, that kind of looking after clients helped you through it? Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you think, with, with rental of you, your forklift trucks, you know, a bit like your mortgage, they're paying for a monthly fee. And a lot of our customers, like everybody, we were they were parked up, customers closed down temporarily. So we supported a lot of our customers with holiday payments, 
um, and breaks in their in their payments, which helped them out massively. And we had some great feedback from from the support that we that we provided at that time. So I think it it, it does make you realise and reflect that we need to take more notice of what our customers are saying and, and not to take it personally. You know, you've got to take the emotion out of it. It's not a personal attack on anybody individually. That, that feedback is there. You would rather know about it and you can fix it than a silent customer who says nothing. Yeah, I think that's absolutely bang on, Gemma. And I think it's, it's a conversation that we have with a lot, a lot of customers that when you're implementing this, when you get a response and, and it might be about a job that you've done in particular, they're not putting blame on a specific person and no one on inside that company is going to turn around and point the finger at any one person. They're blaming the company as a whole, probably. Um, and it's very much, you know, making sure that we, what, what's the company not done to support that person to do the job to get a 10 from that customer rather than what's that individual done themselves. So I think it's a it's a great you know reflection of the culture there that you have at Briggs, that um, you know you turn around and say that, and it's it's not not there's nothing that one individual has done. It's it's a company as a whole. Yeah, I was I was going to echo that. What you've described, um, Gemma, is a quite a mature uh, program, really. Um, you know, when you're talking about, well, I like to say feedback is a gift. Right? You know, but it's like, but it, it's not always easy. People do take it personally. How did you get through that in the company? Was that through education or examples? Can you tell us some, you know, how you managed, how you steered the program through? It's important to share case studies um, with, you know, how, how have we changed something from when a customer has flagged an issue and it's turned into a positive. I think that's really important where, where we've been able to, to demonstrate that. Through sharing and retraining through our, we have an internal magazine that goes out, Chatter magazine, sharing the communications through those channels and just regular communications with, with the people, with all key stakeholders to just reflect and Remind them that it's it's positive to gain some feedback, and you know in most cases if you've if we've got a a forklift truck for example on a five year contract and it's due to come for, to an end, as a sales executive within our business, you would want to know where they've scored us. You know in the last five years, it helps with forecasting. You know, are, are they happy with Briggs? So we're doing everything well, or do we need to look? Um, um, is there room for improvement to help with our forecasting of our renewals as well? I like that. So you're, you're helping. You're using the NPS to help forecast. Do you also give the feedback to your frontline key account managers? And does that help with their day-to-day -day job when they're dealing with customers? Yeah. So we we share we share the data in a, a variety of formats through through daily com sales, um, through monthly reports that I share within our business and the whole business. You know, and it's important that engineers see this feedback as well. It's they're the ones who, you know, they they're the ones they're the drivers. They get fantastic feedback. They're the ones that help the customer get their machine up and running when they've got four or five wagons that could be queuing up that haven't been unloaded. 
So it's important that we get the key stakeholders buying. That's really, really important. And we do that as well. There's, an, there's another method that we use to encourage that buying. If a customer scores us a nine or a 10, and there's a personal mention to a, an engineer or a sales exec or a key account manager, we send thank you letters um, internally and also load it to what we call a perform review. So when that person has their one-to-one -one with their manager, they get to see that feedback as well, which is really important that it, it's, it's shared at that level. This episode of the Account Experience Podcast is sponsored by Customer Gauge, the leading B2B account experience software that ties revenue to your experience data in real time to help you make better account-centric decisions that drive revenue growth. Quick question. What do you guys think is the number one reason B2B experience programs fail? Believe it or not, it's lack of C-suite buy-in. In, in Customer Gauge's research with MIT, they found the quickest way to align yourselves with the C-suite is to actually align with what they care about most, which is revenue. That's why Customer Gauge is literally built from the ground up to maximize and track the revenue contribution from your experience program in real time. Companies like DHL, Anheuser-Busch, Heineken, uh, yeah, we get a good amount of free beer. One Login, Iron Mountain, H&R Block, Super Office, and Sugar CRM are already using Customer Gauge to maximize their growth by tying their programs to revenue. And with over $10 billion worth of account revenue actively being managed in Customer Gauge, yeah, that's billion with a B. They're the leader in the space. But maybe even more interesting, they found that once you get alignment with that C-suite, the needs of these B2B practitioners or the program champions are evolving too. In such a complex account environment, it can be really tough to measure and act on feedback quickly across multiple departments, divisions, or even locations. Luckily, Customer Gauge has you covered there as well. With account native features that easily help you not only measure the feedback from multiple stakeholders in an account, but act on that feedback in real time. Because at the end of the day, if you're not empowering your frontline staff with the right insights to address customer issues, you're going to be dealing with a churn issue. It's not a matter of if, it's really a matter of when. Customer Gauge helps you distribute this experience data across your entire organization, regardless of department, regardless of location, regardless of division, all in real time. No manual spreadsheets or a team of analysts are needed. Customer Gauge's mission is to help B2B companies harness the power of account-centric growth to drive meaningful change in their businesses. And that's a powerful thing. If you wanna see Customer Gauge in action, go ahead and check out customergauge.com and get a demo of account experience today. You won't regret it. I wanted to move on a little bit and chat a bit about your response rate, Gemma. And, and I don't know if you're happy with me calling out your response rate. I'm sure Todd can probably edit, it, edit your actual numbers out if you don't want them shared publicly. But we were in, let's say, single figure response rates back in 2020 when I first took over the program. Um, you know, there was not really many people looking at it, not, no one looking at optimizing the, the open rate of your emails, changing the content of your emails. We're now seeing, you know, 20% plus at, at times in your response rate in some of the recent months. So it'd be great to hear, you know, some of the stories about what we've done together, actually, um, to really push up your response rate. And you guys have been, you know, really welcoming of, of suggestions. And it was great to have that, um, you know, willingness to, to, to look at 
something that was really a, a very very low response rate and, and how it's progressed over and the, the, the hard work that you've done and the team have done as well with their different ways to, to making sure that you know the response rate for Briggs is now a lot higher than it was before. Yeah, that's one of the, I'm really proud of where the response rate has gone. When we started this journey, I was more worried and concerned about the response rate than I was the actual score because I really wanted customers to reply um, and not only reply, but leave comments. That's where it's most powerful, where we can act and do something about those responses. So we changed the letter, introducing the customer experience specialist. As Liam said before, it had become a bit dated. We, we, we'd had the program for a number of years and not really changed much. So we'd introduced the customer experience within the letter itself. And we also introduced um, an incentive. So linked to our charity of the year, which this year is, is Prostate Cancer UK. We, we incentivised by every survey completed, we donate five pound to, to prostate cancer. So already just through surveys alone, we're over the £4,000 mark. And as a business, it's contributed to £35,000 so far this year, which is fantastic. And we've had some lovely comments from customers that have, you know, they've said, oh, great. Not only have I been able to provide feedback, but I've given £5 to a, a charity that's really close to my heart. So it's been a win-win, really, revamping and, and getting the responses off. Um, I'm, I love what you've done with this programme, Gemma. I think you've really got great template here. And the fact that you're doing this giving back to charity... Um, also says that you value the responses from your customers as well. I'm really very impressed by the way that you transform this. I know how difficult this culture change is to do. This is a great template you've got. Um, so apart from the mechanics, I mean, what are the, some of the things that you've, you've learned from this as you've gone along? I think it's important to keep it fresh. Um, you know, don't just stick to a particular letter for, for years like we had done previously. You know, update it, refresh it with what's going on in the world. You know, we've, we've just done another bit of a revamp because a lot of people are coming out of, of the quarantining, the lockdown, more businesses are opening up. So we're trying to keep it fresh in that sense. And as well, the, the team themselves, the customer experience specialists, do personal chases. So rather than just them going out via the customer gauge platform, they personalise the, the chases as well. Um, and we do get quite a high response rate on the back of those personal chases. Yeah, I think that was two things that I, I was going to highlight that I think as what we've done as well recently and that's you know the team that you, that you have are really fantastic at following up with almost every non-respondent with a personalized email using those non-response links that you can pull out of the customer gauge platform uh, and that's definitely contributed to what we've seen of, as almost you know a four times increase in your response rate over over the past eight or nine months i think another really nice thing that that we've started doing recently is the quarterly summaries that we do as well with the manual campaigns making sure that you know everyone that doesn't respond 
gets an email to say, because you're not following up with those customers, you don't, you don't close the loop with a customer that doesn't respond unless you send them these manual campaigns. And it, you, know, you do these fantastic summaries, reiterating the fact that you're doing these donations to charity and how, telling them how much you've raised, but that they could have raised more if they'd actually responded themselves. And also, you know, summarising the learnings that you've had from that past quarter, and not, not just doing that with your respondents, but also the non-respondents. And I'm sure that this is one of the key contributing factors to helping boost that response rate. We see around a 35 or 40% open rate from the non-respondents still of that um, manual campaign that we run out through Customer Gauge. I've just got one supplementary query on that, and that is that how is the program um, valued by your top management team? Is this something that is, you know, I, I know you said about some of the internal things, but is this something that your management talk about as, as part of their, you know, weekly or monthly meetings? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's another proud moment really for me. I was invited to present to our exec team a few months back and talk about NPS, what our customers are saying, customer concerns. So it was great for me to basically bring them up to speed with the new role because it was brand new. We, we built a customer experience specialist role from, from nothing. And to share with them, you know, what, what our customers are saying, what are we doing with the letter, how we're improving the score, the response rate. So it's it's been a joy really for, for those for them to be involved. Um and I've actually got a follow-up meeting arranged with um my director and the, the managing director to discuss as part of our strategy moving forward. So it's exciting. I think that's great. Now let's Try and bring it out to the community because lots of people will just be looking at your program going, that is exactly what I want. So what is, could you pass on a couple of tips to people who are maybe struggling to, to get their program to the same level of, as mature, of maturity as you? Anything you, you think are silver bullets to, to, to work on? I think the passion within the role is, is really important. I mean, my, the, the team that I have working for me are... They're very resilient, they're, they're very passionate about customer service and they're, they're fully on board with, with the program and delivering the surveys, getting the responses. They get a real buzz out of seeing the, the, the program working. And I think really that the data is key as well. We've, we've done a lot of cleaning up with our data um, and just encouraging customers really to to complete the surveys and embrace it. Just don't be afraid of, of any negative feedback. If anything, it's that you can do something with it. The silence is worse than, you know, no voice at all. Oh, great. Okay, and what's next for the Briggs programme? I think we, we're going to continue to um, review our data because that's probably, that's been probably one of the biggest challenges. As, as Liam knows, we, we, we discuss we have a fortnightly call with Liam, me and the team. So to to review the data, to fully embed it, I think, in the in our strategy moving forward, and really work with our continuous improvement department that we've got within Briggs Equipment, where we want to start fixing root causes, root cause analysis, find out if there's reoccurring issues, 
um, and how we can we can stop those from happening. That's that's ultimately where where we need to be. Whether that's reviewing processes, whether it's a structure, um, whether it's you know more training that's required. I think that's where that's the next step for us. That's great, Gemma. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, I think if I were a Briggs customer, I'd be really proud to, to listen to, to this. I think that's a, I would really feel that you were taking care of me. Um, and I just want to say congratulations on such a great program. Well done, Liam, also for, for boosting this. But Gemma, well done for you and the company that does this. It takes a lot of work to do this. We know this. But you have just got about a model program and you should feel very proud of that. So look, thanks very much for, for joining us today on the Account Experience Podcast. It's a really great example that you're setting out there. And just hope that you and the rest of Briggs Equipment continue to help the uh, construction workers in the UK with their the equipment hire, but also contributing to charity. So well done for that. Really, It's also really heartwarming to do that. Thanks again for joining us today, Gemma. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, Liam, what a pleasure it was to have Gemma on today. Yeah, absolutely fantastic, Adam. I think uh, it's been a pleasure working with Gemma for the last eight or nine months and the rest of her team as well. And, and their enthusiasm for, for customer experience is, is, is infectious, I'd say. I, I took a, real, a few things out of that. First of all, there's a real commitment there to tie retention and net promoter together. and that, So the real maturity of the program. I love the way that... Uh, she talks about bringing people on and educating people that all feedback is good, even if it seems negative. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the thank you letters part, you get a nine or a ten internally. You get a thank you letter from the boss. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're really making sure they're really celebrating personal feedback that they do get. But also, they were very much not pointing the finger when there is anything negative coming through. Yeah, I really agree. It was, and it's not about the, the score, it's about engagement, which is also what Gemma said. And then finally, the fact that they're helping charity with the, with the feedback. It really shows people that they value the feedback. It's just great stuff. 100%. I think it's one of the best things you can do is make sure you're giving to charity at all times. But um, to tie it in with your, your customer experience program is, is a lovely thing to do. Yeah, some really great tips for everybody from, um, from one of the real pillars of the account experience community there and it's as i said it's about as b2b as you can get the <laughs> rental of equipment yeah. but it just reminds me to to thank liam for, for joining us today and also thank you for listening and if you're enjoying the content we have on the account experience podcast please do not forget to like subscribe and share the content on your favorite podcast platform it all helps to uh, spread the word of what we're doing and um yeah, thanks again and until next time catch you soon Cheers. on the account experience podcast Thank you very much.